Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a post-match pint in association with Purity Ale. If you use the code hashtag VillaView, you'll get 10% off everything that Purity Ale have to offer. Ideal time to move your mic, Omar. Why not, why not wait until just as the show starts? Absolute perfect time. We've been sat here for 10 minutes waiting to go. Move, move the mic now. Absolute perfect timing. We're here to talk about Chelsea nil, Aston Villa 2, but... I mean, the football world has just gone crazy in the last 24 hours. So much happening at the Villa game actually feels like it was a long time ago. It's only just 24 hours ago that it finished Omar. But someone, Gemma just put on uh, on Twitter, it's nice to see some other clubs in crisis and Villa not be involved for once because as all the other clubs are falling apart in the Premier League, so it seems, Aston Villa feel in as good a place as we've ever felt. Yeah, it feels weird saying that, doesn't it? Um, yeah. We talked about earlier, weren't we, just before the... We started the show that Emery's now the 12th, apparently 12th longest serving manager, which is just ridiculous, isn't it? How many did you count? Yeah. How many managers still here from the it's beginning? Eight managers that started the season in the Premier League that are still here, if my maths is correct, of just counting the league table like, like I just did, and my memory is correct. Yeah, eight managers that started the season are still at the club they started the season with, which is just... We knew this season was going to be funny in general because of mm. the World Cup break. That was always going to make this season strange. But I don't know whether that's even played into to the sackings because just, I mean, in the last week, Conte, Rogers, and now Potter have, have all lost their job. But we're sitting watching Villa absolute, absolutely loving life, Omar. It is just a strange time to be alive. It is, it is. And we've finally got a bit of... Um... We've got identity, we've got um, a style of play, we've got a manager who knows what he's doing. <laughs> um, it feels weird saying that after what... All, all the things we didn't doing. start the season. We, we didn't start, no, exactly. <laughs> it feels like, it feels like you know, it feels like such a long time ago we were moaning about Steven Gerrard to where we are now. And obviously we'll talk about the game and where we're going and, and how happy we are with Villa. But it's just, yeah, it's just crazy really when you think about it and what's going on in the rest of the league. 
Um, and, and also in terms of the sackings as well, it's, I don't know about what you think, but I think a lot of the timing of the sackings seem really weird to me. Like it's late to be doing it's it. Really now. late, really late in the day. Um, and well into the like the losing runs of these of these managers or how poor they've been, like Rogers, you know, and now obviously um um <clears throat> Potter as well. And, and you know, just in terms of how late in the day they are, you, you thought that probably about five or six games earlier they would have gone. Um, you know, and they got to this stage now where you think actually they'll just stay with them. They'll just, you know, commit to them the rest of the season, give them a chance, see if they can turn it around. Chelsea's not going to do anything anyway. You know, you might as well give it give Potter to the end of the season. So yeah, it seems like playing Villa is a is a is a bad omen now, isn't it? Obviously we're getting getting Potter sacked. So I think uh, long may that continue. But yeah, excellent, excellent win. I thought I thought Chelsea were actually okay in terms of their general play and the chances they created. Same but, old problems they've had all season. I didn't, I didn't yeah. think they were bad. They just don't have a striker. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Uh, to be honest, it's not just Potter's fault. Obviously, we know Potter's a good coach and, uh, you know, he hasn't done well there. But just behind the scenes, I think, you know, what they've done, the mismatch of players they've got, there's no there's no design there, is there? No rhyme or reason in terms of who they've signed, why they've signed them, how they all fit together. It's a bit of a, yeah, a, bit of a weird one. Yeah, especially when you you think like they've got all those players. That I think any manager would struggle to wed those players together at, at this point. You can't sign that many players in the summer and January and expect to have a cohesive team at this point. It, it just isn't going to happen. But you've, you've given him this long and you've talked about committing to him and that he's part of the long-term project. To go this far, I, I find it strange, like you said, the, the timing to, to do it now. I mean, with all the best will in the world, I don't see them getting past Real Madrid in the Champions League quarterfinals, who, whoever is in charge. So... Just a just a strange time to be to be a football fan and a strange time to be involved in the Premier League because there's just so much going on. I was obviously at Leicester on Thursday doing Rogers' press conference for Sky, and then you know I've met him once. My, my man never man never see him again. You know I've got, gone to Leicester once, done Rogers. Thought he was thought he was a nice guy. Enjoyed speaking to him. Gone out of a job by the time the week the weekend. Maybe it's you, mate. Maybe it's you. Well, it's Villa, it's Villa, isn't it? I'm obviously involved in Villa in a, in some kind of way in terms of, of being a supporter, but you could feel the pressure. At, the, at Leicester, you know, they're yeah. all worried about about going down and owners mm. will be worried about going down. But I do think any manager who's worth his salt at this stage of the season, managers don't take jobs, good managers anyway, really good ones, don't take jobs in April. No. So I think it, it's all the teams that have changed manager in the last week. I think they won't be making any long-term appointments at, the, at this stage of the season. But anyway, we're not here to talk about the Premier League. We are here to talk about Villa. And it was an excellent, excellent win. You know, we just we are just so good. And I think, you know, what says everything is that... I watched Villa on tours video this morning and you listening to the people speak before the games and, you know, predictions yeah. are wild at the best of times when you've been drinking all day. But everyone in, who does the predictions in that video who goes to the away games was, was feeling that Villa would win, doing pre-match shows, going on the, the other stuff that I do, predicting Villa to win, predicting Villa not to lose. You kind of just fancied us beforehand anyway, but there were so many good aspects to that win and we'll, we'll obviously talk about a lot, a lot of the stuff that happened in the game. But talk about Chelsea not having a striker. That's one thing we've got at the moment. We have got a striker who is on absolute fire. And although he missed a, a, an early chance that he perhaps should have done, done better with, to bounce back and, and score the goal that he did, which was a lovely finish. Poor defending from, from Kukurea, obviously. But you know, that's a striker that's on top of his game at the moment. And his form is just absolutely outstanding. Brilliant. Yeah, five, well, five away goals in a row now. And uh, is right. the is only one of three players to score 10 goals or more in the last three seasons uh, alongside Salah and Harry Kane. So, you know... I know we've uh, he's had his crit- critics earlier on in the season, especially under Gerard. But you know, we both said I think on here and on offline that it's really hard to judge players when we're playing under Gerard. It was really hard, especially you know, like some McGinn will come on to in a second as well. 
you know, they're just it's a transformation really of the team, transformation of the players. Confidence is so so important for strikers as well in terms of finishing and in terms of going on a run. Uh, and I don't know if you saw Watkins's little interview with Tube on, on Sky as well. That was quite an interesting insight as well. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, so it was quite interesting. He was sort of he was talk, talking about how um, sort of the, the the advice he's been given over the years from different managers and things like that. And to be fair, Stephen Gerrard gave him one bit of advice, uh, which which I think is sort of stuck with him and said, you know, do you think every day was going to be a good day? Which was basically saying, you know, you're going to have bad days. You, you just got to get on with it. You got to be resilient uh, and don't give yourself a hard time. And I think I remember. I don't know if you remember when we first signed him and he went on that run. He scored against Liverpool, Arsenal, etc. And he still missed a couple of chances. Then he was saying, you know, he gave himself a hard time. You know, he was, he was, he wasn't really that happy because he was gutted he didn't score more. And he was saying himself that he's, he's changed that sort of mentality where he's, he's given himself a bit of a break and, he, and sort of, you know, letting it. I can't remember which manager said it, but he was talking about, you know, basically just letting things happen, letting things flow. You know, just not worrying about it too much. Things will happen. Things will come good. And I think that's what we're seeing now. He's, he's obviously in a good run. He's getting the right. Yeah places when you miss that first chance you sort of in the back of your mind you're thinking ah, you know that's a yes what it's a, good one. it's a good one you know is that is that going to cost us and Watkins has done that too many times over the over the last couple of years but still he was there he was still fighting still going and and uh, you know he was in the right position and again another thing he said in that interview was that what Emery's told him and he just said Emery's just told him basically not to not to drop deep not to get more from the play just hang off the last defender run the channel sort of getting behind and just be let the team do their work for you to create chances for you. And I think that's what we're seeing, you know, that that ball over the top, he was sort of anticipated it. You know, didn't look like anything was on. Dougie Louise does really well to turn his turn his man and play a ball over the top. Wasn't quite there, but Cucurello is poor. But Watkins is there anticipating and really, really calmly slotted it away and just a fantastic start after. And I thought I thought generally for the first 20 minutes, we'll talk about the the left the rest of the 25 minutes, the rest of that first half, but I thought for the first 20 minutes we were we were good for it. Obviously, McGinn hit the bar as well, mm. uh, which was a, which was another good chance. I think both teams had had a let off. We obviously got caught playing the ball out from the back yeah. in that famous one where we try and play it down the middle and it doesn't always always go well. I think at that point, Kamara he was hobbling a bit, wasn't he? Just he just got injured. I think and Martinez has played in the ball in in a dangerous area, perhaps not knowing how bad his injury is. And I think on another day, we probably don't do that. We're fortunate to get away with it. It's a great save from Martinez, but then they got away with one as as well with the Watkins going with Watkins going through and and lashing it wide. So. I do think you're right. I think Villa, although we weren't on top in terms of probably having the ball and and creating chances, thought when we did go forward, we looked more dangerous than them. If if that makes sense, our t- our attacks were maybe few and far between the, than theirs were. But when we do come forward, we we come with a purpose. And I just felt, you know, when McGinn hit the bar, you just thought as well, this this goal's got to come for him soon. Now it, it's getting ridiculous to be going this long without scoring. Mm. But on Watkins, he's just so, so selfless. And I think when you're a selfless player like him, you can end up finding yourself in positions that perhaps aren't beneficial to the team because you work so hard, because you're trying to cover other people and, and close down. But that advice from Emery has, has worked to treat because since we've come back after the World Cup, he has just been been on fire. I remember seeing an interview with him when I think he'd scored three in a row and he was saying about ending the season and scoring every game. There's only one game since then that he hasn't scored scored in and that was uh, the Bournemouth game. Wasn't he at home? Or maybe Palace. He didn't score against Palace either, actually. He said two. But, you know, he's still, his record at, at the moment is absolutely incredible, especially away from home. And to score in five away games in a row, I mean, did we even score five goals away from home and under Stephen Gerrard? So to, to, now, to now have a striker that's scoring, I mean, we score every game as well. I just, I just, I just like the way, thing. I just like the, 
the thought obviously saw Uno Emery uh, his Instagram post, you know, back to work sort of type thing, which is you know, uh, Uno he, Emery, was, he, was playing, he was playing yeah. football manager. If they, yeah, 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 yeah. I've done that before. Yeah, said I'm doing work and I'm playing football yeah, manager. Yeah. For those no, I, I met Dan for the first time last week. Um, obviously, we've been so many podcasts together. We went to the Villa yeah. game, and Dan did spend a good ten minutes talking about his football manager. Game. Oh, what a save! <laughs> no, it's gone downhill actually. And it's in the it? in the oh, no. Lost, lost a couple of big games, and unfortunately, Pierre and I am. He was one hundred percent playing football manager. Yeah, no, but, but I mean, he, he knows what he knows what he's doing. You know, well, firstly, obviously, he's, you know, he works his ass off. You can tell he's, you know, he's talking about Andorra's game in the second division or something, wasn't he? I think uh, someone mentioned. Um, you know, he's he's obviously a detailed guy. He works as works hard and, and he pays dividends. But also, he knows how to get the fans on side. You know, he uses his social media sparsely, but when he uses it, he uses a way to sort of, you know, generate a message, deliver a message, getting people united, getting the club united. And I think he knows what he's doing. But just in terms of the way you can see the work and the effort that goes into the way that we uh, play football, both home and away, and the difference we play, the way we play at home in terms of a higher line, take a bit more risk playing the offside trap and things like that to where we play away, where we're a little bit more compact, uh, a bit more, uh, you know, a bit more defensive. Yeah. But, but there's a, there's a plan there. We've got, we know we've got the players on the break to hurt teams and, and we're not, we're not uh, a damp squib going forward. You know, we've got ability there going forward. We make, we create chances, we make things happen. Yeah. We didn't create too many chances against Chelsea, but there was still, you know, there was still the McGinn chance. There was a Watkins one-on-one, obviously the goal and, you know, Ramsey's as well. Where Ramsey had a couple, he yeah. had a couple where really, you know, he's done excellent and he's probably made not the right decision in in the final move. But like you say, he's still carrying a purpose and yeah. still carrying a threat every time every time we come forward. Same with Wendy, you know, he was maybe a little bit quiet in the first half, but when he was on the ball, he did make things happen. And that's the thing now. You know, we might be quiet, but when we do mm. come forward, it is always with a purpose. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think defending is also part of football. You know, people forget that just because you don't play free flowing football all the time. I'm not saying we don't. We do play at home. I think we play a fantastic brand of football. And even when we're on the counter, the way we transition, you know, I think we play a fantastic brand of football that way as well. But defensively, I think it's so important we get that right as well. And I think, you know, the likes of Mings, Moreno and Konza, especially I thought on Saturday were fantastic. Konza putting some great tackles in. Moreno, you know, I've been I've been loving him going forward, but I've been fairly critical of him at the back in terms of, yeah, I thought he's been a bit bit weak in, in the tackle and things like that, but I thought he was fantastic uh, against Chelsea. Really committed, strong, you know, playing against Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who's, yeah, not natural right-back, but still a strong, quick player and skillful player uh, and can hurt teams. And, and I thought he was fantastic. And, and just his willingness to, you know, get in a tackle and, and compete for the ball, which I don't think I've seen that much of him. Obviously, he's been trying to get used to the league and get to the pace of the league. I think he was yeah, fantastic. Not getting as forward as much as he normally does, but showing both sides of the game. Uh, again, and Martinez as well, obviously. Yeah, we he was really it. good yesterday, Martinez. Yeah. Really He's good. Got the record now, obviously, thirty-four clean sheets in hundred games. Um, but just again, just really solid, and and you know, ease pressure when we needed it. Came come claim, come to claim the ball a few times as well. Yeah, that's just massive. Spent, that is. Yeah, you need that, don't you? I think that's, that's massive. Yeah, we were just look. We we were so good. I think in the second half, the stats. I think we may have only even had one shot in the second half, and mm. and that was the goal, but. Even though Chelsea were peppering us at times, I think I've maybe I would say you know it was one 0 We're going in at half time. There was moments where we did look maybe perhaps a little bit suspect no, at the back I, I, in yeah, the I first agree. half. Yeah. The header, the header, the Chilwell goal that got disallowed. I think we're. I think look, I think it was a foul. I think that gets given in the Premier League nowadays. That that is a foul. But the ref, we would have done well by the ref because I think the ref, referees in those situations can quite easily not blow hmm. and just let VAR have a look at it and decide. 
but he was decisive and he blew the whistle. And I think that then VAR looked at it and they're never going to overturn that because it's not a clear and obvious, obvious error. But if he hadn't have blown and it had gone to VAR, I think the goal probably stands. Yeah. I so agree. I think the ref did us a favour on hot. The ref did us a favour on, on hard time. You could say he's doing his job or whatever, but a lot of refs, they won't blow their whistle and they'll just let VAR deal with the goal afterwards. So the ref did us a massive favour, in my opinion, by blowing, because that wouldn't have got overturned had, had had he not blown. So, you know, they did cause us problems. Lot Martinez had to be quick to mop up his kind of own mistake that, that he was involved in as well in the first half. But in the second half, I didn't feel worried at any point, even at 1-0. I just thought Chelsea aren't going to score here because this is the thing that Unai Emery does, right? I said this on Twitter yesterday. He's the most reactive and proactive manager I have ever seen at Villa. Because Kamara, he was he was struggling a little bit, wasn't he? he clearly not fully recovered from his knock. He picked up a he picked up a knock early on in the game and didn't look like he was moving freely to me. So he's a big player for Villa, and you you would think him going off oh, that's really even like when he didn't play for three or four games, you think that's going to be huge. But Emery just finds a solution. You know, he, he brings Chambers on, and you maybe just think Chambers would come in and play central midfield. He, he didn't just drop drops him into the defence. We kind of have a little bit of a, a tweak of a system and and what we're doing. I thought Chambers was brilliant. And we just looked composed and looked comfortable and we could deal with everything that Chelsea threw at us in, in that second half. They had a lot of ball, they had a lot of shots, but I never really felt like that they were going to score. And to have a manager now that can just change that system up and switch up personnel, take advantage of something that should be a negative mm. to your team and turn it into a positive. That is, that is rare. You look at Chelsea's subs yesterday, their subs were probably making them worse in actual fact. All the all the subs they were doing. We've like I say, we've turned something there that should be a real negative into a positive and got and ended up getting three points from us. We've got a manager here who is just absolutely incredible. We are so fortunate to have him. And when I think about what we what we had before and to, to have landed on Emery and, and got him in, we need to be looking at trying to even though we probably need to look at giving him a, a new contract now and getting an extortion release fee mm. I mean because he is absolutely incredible the job he has done I feel like now because we've beat Chelsea people will start to talk about us but people haven't been talking about the job that he's been doing they now showed the league table on Sky saying that we're third since, since Emery, Emery came in and people are starting to take notice but that, that's been there for, for weeks now that we've been in and around the top four when I, when I was at Leicester I was speaking to, speaking to one of the journals and I said about Villa being in the top four since Emery had uh, turned up he was genuinely shocked that I'd said that I'd said that and that that was true. He, he, he couldn't believe it. So we've been flying under the radar. Mm. But now, because we've beat Chelsea, obviously that's all going to change. But that substitution, that's just a masterclass. And we've lamented Villa managers not being able to change a game for a positive for years. Yeah, I, I think so. I think um, I, I think it's such a good sign as well that... Might, oh, I'd, I'd lost you briefly. Oh, right. Sorry, yeah. Um, I think... Um... It's such a good sign when players are have to change positions, like Chambers coming in, Young shifting to right back, uh, right mid, sorry, um, and McGinn coming back and dropping deeper. That they still be able to do the job, do the business, um, you know, do their role with full commitment and execute it well. Shows you the players are bought into it. You know, they. It's not just about individuals; it's about mm. the team. It's about what your role is within that team and what the team's looking to do as a whole. And I think. You know, there was again Watkins was talking about going back to this interview. He was talking about um, how long the post-match debriefs take. Uh, that he Emery's constantly pausing games and saying, "Look, you should have done this. This would have been better if you did that. You know, you should have been in this position, that kind of stuff." And to go into that level of detail, yes, probably for some players it probably can be a little bit annoying. But I think if those players are committed to it, which they seem to be, it means that if there is ever a change in substitution, change in formation, 
players know what's going to happen. If we go down to 10 men, if we, you know, something, some player gets injured or whatever happens, the players can adapt because they know what the team's about, what they're looking to do, what the game plan is. If we go one nil down, we know what the game plan is. You know, there's, there's a lot of thought going into it. Whereas under, under Gerard, I hate to go back to it, but it's the only comparison I can make. It's relevant though. Yeah. You could, you couldn't, from the start, from the, for the first second, you couldn't really see what the game plan was. And never mind if an injury happened or we had to make a substitution. It was all, you know, everything was completely out of control. You had no idea. Players had no real plan, no real idea what the plan was. If we go a goal down, we just didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to get back in the game. You know, now I just feel like the level of detail the manager's going in and his coaching staff are going into, that the players are fully brought into it. I think it's just a really good place to be. And, you know, there's still there's still people there thinking, you know, new. I've seen a few tweets saying about new manager bounce and things like that, but it's been what, five months no, it's now. It's beyond that now. It's beyond that now. And, and I'm not saying this is going to last forever. We're going to continue this kind of good run and continue continuously be, you know, fourth, third or fourth in the form table now and next season or anything like that. But I think the foundations are there. With the, and remember, these are the same players pretty much. There's no, there's no, there's no real difference apart from Moreno, really. Um, from what we saw where play, you know, a lot of, some people were saying, well, the players aren't good enough, you know, writing the players off as well, which is not yeah, what we're seeing now. You know, McGinn, I, I, you know, I was the first to say, you know, maybe he should be on the subject bench. Maybe he shouldn't be starting games. We need to be doing better in midfield than John McGinn. But now he's one of the first names in the team sheet. You know, he's for a four or five games. Henry's now, go-to goal. He's been fantastic. And, you know, he was, he was him and Ramsey, but I'd say McGinn definitely was probably the, probably the man of the match on Saturday for, for me. Uh, and again, shows you the transformation and the, the fact that these players and how important belief is in football as well and confidence. And I think that's what the results bring alongside obviously having a plan and having an idea of what, what to actually do on the, on the pitch. Well, there's four players who, you know, concert was one I was definitely questioning at the, at the start of the season. I remember saying, I think after the Palace game, he needs to be taken out of the team for his own good. I couldn't see what was going on with his form. He was nowhere mm. near the player that I remembered of the, of the lockdown season. Mings, me and you have probably always defended, but, you know, there was a lot of questions asked, asked about him. McGinn was getting slated in, in a lot of quarters. I, d- I did think that was unfair, but again, probably need, I did fairly need to be taken out of the team for, for his own good, but he was hung out to dry under the last manager and just playing no discernible role, playing a role that just didn't showcase anything that he was good at. And, and as I say, completely hung out to dry. Ollie Watkins was, was questioned as well. There's a, even in January, there was a lot of fans that would have said, I'd rather lose Watkins than, than lose Danny Ings. Now, mm. I, I've always thought Watkins offers a lot more than, than Danny Ings in the, in the, as a modern day forward. Watkins was, was my preference, but his goal output wasn't brilliant until yeah. the second half of the season. You look at those four players as an example of a manager coming in, not, panicking in January, not having to bring in his, his, his own players. Look when, again, we keep doing it, but Gerard came was like, I need this, this and this. I think we signed four players in January. We probably got worse. Let, let's be fair as, as that season went on. And Emery's just said, I'll wait till the summer. I'd rather not pay silly money for, for a player that I don't think he's, he's good enough. I'll, I'll get my proper targets in the summer. I'll work with what's there. I'll back myself to improve the players that are there. And those four players hmm. I've just mentioned, no Villa fans are, question, are questioning them now. Contra and Mings yesterday, if one of them makes a mistake, the other one's there to mop up. And if, they, if they're both not there, the, goal, the goalkeeper saves it. You know, Ashley Young, I don't remember him getting universal prize last, last season. He's probably up there as one, one of our players of the season. You know, Someone just said, said in the comments that 36, 37-year-old Ashley Young playing 90 minutes against Chelsea in, in, in 2023. Might you know, I'm playing well as well. These players have all improved under Rudy Emery. Everything is improved under Unai Emery. They, you know, we've got a we've got a special manager here, one that we need to be looking to build, to build around long term. I pray to God we, we can keep, and I pray to God. Remember when we had that three game run? We lost three, 
And I, did, I remember there being a few questions asked of him, which I thought was a little bit harsh considering two of those games were Man City and Arsenal, but some of the, the honeymoon periods over, blah, 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 things like that. You know, there'll undoubtedly be times again when we struggle, where we yeah. maybe don't win for, for three or four games. Those times will come. But we've got to keep the atmosphere positive as Villa fans now and keep going because we have got a special manager that is going to take us places. If Unai Emery doesn't take us places, no one ever will. That's I, no. fir- I firmly believe that we could not have a better manager, realistically, in charge of our football club, Irma. Completely agree. I, I, I cannot, honestly, couldn't put it better myself. I think this is the chance now. This is our, this is this is why I was a little bit aggrieved about January transfer window at the time in terms of why we didn't sign more players. I, thought yeah, I think it was understandable to ask the questions but, of it. But but I think actually looking back at it now, and this is me being a fan at the time, thinking, yeah, let's push on. And it's, you know, I think this men- fan mentality, and I, I'm. Plenty guilty of it is thinking we all, to, we all do it to get better. You've got to sign players, and I think yeah, to some extent that's true. But actually, not always. And I think Uda Emery, you know, shows you the the level of the man. You know, he's he's he wasn't that perturbed. He wasn't that upset about signing players. Yes, he probably would have liked more players coming in, but he's kept like a tight knit of group of players, a bit like Martin O'Neill did back in the day. You know, sort of keeping us together, keeping the squad quite small, uh, but everyone's fighting for each other. You know, there's there's players like. You know, if you if you have a big squad, then players on the bench sometimes don't come on and play with the same commitment or the same attitude and same application. Whereas now the likes of Chambers coming on, even Dendonko's hardly got any minutes. You know, he he's he's full of commitment himself. Uh, Luca Dean, you know, has obviously been usurped by Moreno. He's still coming on, fully committed, diving into challenges. You know, these players, even though they're on the bench and not getting games, they know that they will get an opportunity. They were an important part of the team. And they're not just coming in to make up the numbers. They're coming in to do a, do a role and make a difference in the team. And I think it doesn't matter if you start or come off the bench. I think Emery's got that sort of mentality in the squad now. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a really, we're a really good place. And I think, you know, it's, a, it's a, just a shame that Brentford and Brighton, the likes of those teams have done so well as well as Villa at the same time, because we could have really, really cemented ourselves in the, in the top half. But we've got a real opportunity. We are now. far off them. We're not far off them still, which shows, shows you how well we're doing. Uh, but there's a real opportunity now. And obviously we play a couple of them as well in the, in the coming games as well. So yeah, it's sort of make or break, isn't it really? I think I didn't, I, I don't, we never expected us to be in this position at, at this point in the season to, to be in this position. Now you just, you know, you just hope fingers crossed it all goes well. And, and these kind of games, the Chelsea game is, is case in point. T- typical Villa, you know, I was talking to a couple of fans before who were really a bit like the Villa Torby day, which I saw as well. We were really, really, um, upbeat and thought yeah you're gonna, gonna, gonna do him 2-0 2-1 whatever and I was thinking in the back of my mind just being a bit cynical as I am always am thinking it's just Villa you know they always let you down at, the, at that time where they need to do something you know when they actually need to push in to the top half they always they seem to let you down and the fact that we won that game you know went ahead of Chelsea put them back to 11th got to 9th and now we're suddenly looking up up ahead now I think it's a great sign because in Villa game Villa size have passed you know that that kind of make or break game in the season we would have lost and the fact that we did win uh, and we you know, had a bit of luck, yeah, sure, but applied ourselves and were dogged and, and got the win and, and were clinical as well, more importantly, when we had the when yeah. we had our chances. I think that's such a great sign and I'm just really, really excited for the rest of the season. I think it's it's massive, massive, honestly, massive few games coming up. Yeah, Gaz Oak says 1.93 points per game is ridiculous. If that is, yeah, well, I'm relying, relying on his maths fully here, then that, you know, that is incredible from where we were at. We were horrendous. We were awful. I did not enjoy watching us at all. And, you know, sometimes we're not easy on the eye under Emery. But I love that about us because that's what's part of what's making us a, a really good team at the moment. We've kind of got the best of both. 
in the way that we're playing as well. You know, John, John McGinn's goal, it's a lovely goal. Well, well overdue. He knows himself. He's been talking about it for weeks that, you know, he was well overdue a goal. When he hit the bar, I just, start, I just thought to myself, yeah, McGinn and Mings may never score again for, for Villa. It's been so long since either of them, either of them scored for, for the football club, two of our longest serving players. Such a, it's got power, but it's controlled hmm. as as well. And I kind of felt as well. For, I don't know whether anyone else saw this. But before Louise took the corner, he he did this like there was some, there was like there was a plan, like there was a routine coming. I don't think we delivered it perfectly, but I do think the plan was always to deliver a not a not so high ball into that near yeah, post, yeah, and, ma- and maybe it end up with McGinn. Well, I mean, we'll try try and find out off, off some. No, definitely. He tried, he, he, there he, was he, a plan there. It maybe wasn't executed chipped. properly, but it worked. But we scored. He sort of chipped it in, didn't he? He didn't go for a full. Full on curling ball into the box. He sort of chipped it into the near post, so it wasn't like he mishit it. No, um, no, but he's I, trying I think, to put it there. I think the what was meant to happen was meant to be laid off to Brandia, who was sort of dropped back a little bit, and he went past him, and then went to Ramsey, who then laid it off. So I do think there was a there was a plan there. It didn't quite work, but it ended up obviously with a chance. And Dougie Louise as well. We haven't talked about him. A lot of comments there. Yeah, coming through about Dougie Louise. You know, he's been one of our, if not our best player, I think this season. Uh, Did you see his best interview best. with Greg? In the athletic, yeah, 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 he, yeah, about his fail, failed move to Arsenal and you know, how committed he is to the club, yeah, yeah, just what, about what his you... role and understanding his his role better again. It's just maybe he's not been utilized to the most effective way. When Wait. he first came in, he was someone I was very unsure of, yeah, Douglas Louise. But over the last few years, I think he's turned into a turned into an excellent footballer and he, he, he's got to be close to getting back in that Brazil team now. But just having that defined role, he seems like he knows what he's doing, what he's doing, what he's supposed to be doing, and it's second nature to him. He's playing. Playing relaxed, playing with it with intensity at the same time as as being relaxed. He's just a really brilliant operator in that central yeah. midfield. Oh, he's, uh, he's, he's, peak, he's coming to his peak years as well. I think people forget how young he was when he joined us and how young he's been when he's been playing for us. And you know, he's twenty was he twenty four now, twenty five. Um, you know, hitting his peak peak years and he's showing his his mobility, his awareness, his calmness on the ball. Uh, you know, there was there was games in the past where he'd have a really good game. The next game, he wouldn't be so good. But yeah, also, I think I think you can see exactly consistency. And also, I think sometimes I think the the system let him down. You know, he was exposed a lot defensively. Right. Whereas now that double pivot that we play, you know, it just works so much better. There's so much more protection there for the defense and for the whole team as a uh, you know as a whole. Uh, and I think that just benefits him. And he's allowed to get forward when he, he needs to. You know, he's got five assists this season. He's chipped in with a few goals as well. It's just all around brilliant player and, and just fantastic to see. And yeah, just I think I think you know I was a little bit worried when Kamara got injured, thinking, oh, you know, Kamara's doing a lot of work for Dougie Louise to make him. And I, I knew Dougie Louise was brilliant. I think he was brilliant under Stephen Gerrard. Just wasn't getting a chance. Um, but I thought you know Kamara was a big part of that. And the fact that he got injured and McGinn's come in and he's still been, if not probably better, I think actually Dougie Louise since Kamara's been off because he's had to take a bit more responsibility. Just shows you the level he's playing at now, and and you know, thank God he didn't go to Arsenal because yes, he could have potentially be winning a title, but for us, I think he's massive. What you've just said says a lot about McGinn as well. I think yeah. coming into coming into the central central midfield role because again, you were taking him out of a position where he'd been doing well wide, and he's he's coming to come into the middle, and actually, it has still Louise's role hasn't really changed. It's still been him that's been the more getting forward of the two central midfielders, but that shows you how good McGinn's been that we have didn't really miss Kamara at all because he's provided a lot of the things that that uh, Kamara was provided. McGinn's passing was something that always got questioned. He played, I mean, that, it was him that played the through ball yesterday to Watkins, wasn't it? The, the, the one he missed. Yeah, McGinn's distribution seems miles better than it, than, than it was under, under Stephen Gerrard, and something that was questioned about every midfield player will give the ball away sloppily at some point. 
But McGinn's passing just seems so much more precise and, and on the money now. And it must be confidence. Confidence yeah, but, is, but is also, a huge thing. It's definitely confidence. 100% confidence. But also he's got options as well. I think that's the way yes. that we play football. You know, uh, one big criticism again that I've had, a lot of people have had, is, is sort of his Hollywood balls. You know, his attempt to play a through ball from deep. Uh, when the ball wasn't really on and, and not trying to build the play and his lack of sort of short passing. Uh, and I think that's completely changed because one is because he's confident, 100%. Uh, we know he's good on the ball in terms of pivoting and he can go either way in terms of, you know, if he's, if he's got his back to back to a defender or back to a midfielder, he's he can clever turn. Like that. He's clever He's clever like that and he can, then he can pass it away. But he's got options on the left and right and plus we're a bit more patient with the ball. Uh, and players come deep, you know, the way Bundia, Watkins or the wingers or the midfielders sort of drop in the, in those gaps and then come deep to pick the ball up. You know, the way that we play and the fullbacks get out wide, it just gives him plenty of options where he doesn't have to look for that either need a ball. Uh, and I think it's a combination of that and confidence and the belief, obviously, which, is, which has been a massive factor. And I think that, that deep position really suits him as well. I'm not saying he should be there permanently, but I have no qualms about him playing there if we need to because he's, he's been fantastic there. I mean, the biggest credit you can play, play to Emery Antum again, again, is the fact that both of those positions suit him. He's, he's been excellent in, in both the positions so, so far and under Unai Emery. And again, just worlds away from the conversations we were having about John McGinn yeah. under, under Steven and Gerrard. He was, he was just, he just wasn't the fun John McGinn that I'd yeah. enjoyed watching for, for Villa previously. Everything good about him had been taken taken out of his game by such a, such a rigid system and just no real clue. Villa players now. I've lamented this for longer than we've been back in the Premier League. I lamented it in the Championship and I would have lamented it before we got relegated as well in that Aston Villa players picked the ball up in space. Mm. Never seen so many Villa players pick the ball up in space in games. It's absolutely mm. mind-boggling because I don't feel like I've ever seen it, even in the times we were good under mm. Martin O'Neill. That was very in transition, the way we played there. We build the ball up, build the ball up, and suddenly a player just appears in an absolute acres of space. And I absolutely love watching it because I, for years I've thought, was there no movement from Villa? Why, why do we never pick the ball up in space? Yeah, why, are we also, why are they so congested? Why are the players so close together? I, I just love watching everything about us at the moment. I'm, I'm waiting to be brought back down to earth at, at some point. You know, maybe, maybe it will be Tuesday against Leicester, depending on what happens with them. But we've we've got something good here for, for, for the long term. And for us even to be in the conversation for Europe, it's absolutely ridiculous because we were only in one conversation in my mind before Emery came in and that was, are we going to stay up? I really thought we would have gone down. We'd have been in this mix of nine teams. It would have, it would have been 10 teams. Yeah. We'd, we'd have been adding, adding to that in the bottom half. We'd have been in, in, in big, big trouble. But for us to even be in the conversation to, to be in Europe now and to have a real chance of, of, of getting seventh, that blows my mind. That shows the progress. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing. Honestly, it is crazy. And I think, um, yeah, I th- if I think back to those times where we were having those conversations, Dolan was on at the time, I think, you, yourself, Ty sometimes, Neil as well, and sort of the podcast we were doing at that time where it was just, you know, I think about some of the games like Arsenal and Fulham away. And I just remember the way I was feeling about the club and just top to bottom, how it was wrong. And I think it's weird. We've signed a manager. We've not gone to the modern system of, hiring a coach who has to then sort of embed himself within an overall system. We've managed, we've hired a coach who's transformative in terms of he's an elite mentality, elite coach, but he's, he's the one going to be changing the club from top to down rather than someone else changing the club top to down. And I think you'll see some yeah. of the, well, the signings are important, but I think in terms of the sporting director, in terms of the way we do scouting, in terms of the way we do fitness, tactics, 
the way we play football, just throughout. I think Unai Emery's the, the vital cog in all of that and he'll be the key figure. He's almost like a head coach, manager, sporting director, CEO, all into one. Yeah, you know, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. He's that, he's that kind of figure. And I think he's so important for our future now, uh, both in terms of when, he, when he's here, but also obviously, you know, he won't be here forever. Um, as we know, the way football works, it doesn't matter. You know, you're only as good as your last game. But you know, I think this is a really, really key period for, yes, for Villa for this season and try and get into Europe. And you know, I think you know, if we can get eighth, potentially we can get a conference. But I also think for the future as well, this sort of next 18 months, two years, three years, whatever it is, is going to be massive for this club. And just really, really exciting. And it's nice to be nice to be happy. But, you know, we've been happy under Dean Smith and we've been happy at times, even under Stephen Gerrard when he first came in. But this feels completely different. I don't know what, what you think, but this feels like it's, like the club's in a like almost like on a different yeah different is. lane different path completely yeah this is this is special this is good i think this is going to going to be special i if we don't win a trophy under this under this manager or qualify for europe then it's it's not happening ever yeah for us i'm afraid because this manager really is is, is something else i mean richard edwards says in the, in the comments going under the radar has been a blessing no pressure on players europe wasn't in the conversation when emery took over it was to stabilize and wait till the summer he's an elite coach but now those conversations are there even emery kind of said himself we've achieved the first objective which was to solidify get away from trouble and cement ourselves as a, as a mid-table team now there's perhaps an opportunity for go to to go to go for europe emery will want europe because that you know he loves he said himself he loves the he loves the europa league he'd love to be in the europa conference league even i'm sure the chance is there to now try and do something and teams are starting to fall away a bit i said in the preview i think fulham will start to fall away yeah. now and I, I do think they will and maybe some we kind of feel like you know when we get to this point of the season and t- a team that maybe is in the top half you kind of say they're on the beach because they've they've done what they need to do, and we're not on the beach, and there's no way we'll ever be on on the beach under under Unai Emery. So we now we've got. I feel like we've got a bit of a push momentum. It feels a little bit like the ten game run in the championship, where you just mm. felt we're onto something here. Yeah, kind of yeah. got those vibes, got those feelings that yeah, like you're going that, into yeah. most games confident that Villa have got. Just to even think that we're going to get three points, usually we'd sit here and go. You know what? I just don't fancy us. Or even if we were on a good run, we'd be like, "I'd be so Villa to to lose this game now." Yeah, I think those we're starting to leave those kind of thoughts behind as yeah. as Villa fans now. I just need to give a quick shout out to people who are somehow donating money. I didn't even know you could do that. When whilst we've been having this conversation, apparently Matt Hanlon has given a, a donation as well as Rod. I presume that's Rod Humble. Yeah, Rod yeah. Humble. As well. So thank you for doing that. I didn't even know you could do that. Good guy, Rod. Had him on the uh... Guinness. Had him on the Rod channel. When, had him on my when, channel when once. Over. Rod, he's a good guy. Had him okay. on my channel once. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, very good. Thanks, Rod. Thanks, uh, Matt. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that. I had no idea. <laughs> uh, no, no. Well, well, it's much appreciated. Thanks, thanks, th- thank you very much. Obviously, people. Well, two people at the very least are enjoying what we're what we're talking about. Um, I, but, I mean, as Villa fans at the moment. You must be watching every podcast, every show that's out there. Watching match of the day seven times. Watching. Watching all any kinds of highlights package that, that that you can, you know, it's just we are, we are in a, a fantastic place. So I think we'll call it there. So let's let's end while everything's good. Um, let's end while we're still on air as well. Always a problem on, on this <laughs> channel. So let let's go. <laughs> let let's go. But thank you ever so much for everyone that's um that's been talking in in the live chat. Thanks to Omar for joining me. Thanks to Adam for producing as well. There will be an eighteen seventy four in the probably in the next twenty four hours. Probably need to get that done quite quickly because of the fast turnaround I'm not sure how we're going to manage the fast turnaround this week but there'll obviously be some content so subscribe to the channel with your post notifications on and give the video a like and a comment if you're watching not live 
as well. Tell us what you're thinking about Aston Villa Football Club as well. And do go and watch all the other content creators as well, because I've watched Max's video this morning on Villa on Tour. Absolutely. It's good. Loved it. I really, yeah, really enjoyed it. Right. I wasn't there. wasn't there on Saturday. Loved seeing the away end as happy as it was. So many good people that have gone away for years and it's been absolutely miserable. And even the first half of this season, going away must have been a real, real chore. And there's those that, that have done it every, every single week and they're really getting what they deserve now. Some wonderful people that sit in that, sit in that away end week in, week out. To have won the amount of games we had. We hadn't won a game away from home until Unai Emery came. And I think we've won five or six now. We've only lost once. So those fans, they, they really deserve it because they've been doing that kind of thing since the championships here. We'll be back on the Villa View with some content in on from tomorrow. There'll be some content tomorrow, I would imagine. So stay tuned for that. Have a good rest of your Sunday evening. I'm going to go and watch Match of the Day now because I haven't watched it yet. So, Up the Villa. The Villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.